Winning Wednesday with Dr. Hancock, how to win using the weapons of our warfare. So what does weapons mean? It's a means of gaining advantage or defending oneself in a conflict or a contest, a thing used to inflict bodily harm or physical damage. So the weapons of our warfare. Let's just talk about a couple of the weapons of our warfare. One is praise. When we say praise, we mean to express approval and admiration of. So we praise God because we do express approval and admiration for God because he is worthy. He sent his son to die on the cross for us, um, and he didn't have to do that. He did not have to do that at all, but he did. And as a result of him doing that, that's how we say thank you, basically by praising God. Um, Psalm 150 and 6 says, Let everything that had breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 103 and 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So these are weapons of our warfare. When you praise God, ain't nothing the enemy. First of all, the enemy don't even want to be in the presence of anyone that is praising God. Why? Because he knows he's already won, and it reminds him of how much he's actually lost, how much he's already, um, he know he's not, he hadn't won. He's already been defeated on purpose. He's already been defeated. He's already been defeated on purpose. So it doesn't matter what he does. And that's why he's trying to take as many of us with him as possible because he's already know that he's defeated. God sent his son to die on the cross and to take back the keys and everything that the enemy has stolen, God has already taken it back. Jesus has already retrieved it for us. What about prayer? Prayer as a weapon of our warfare. That's a language to God, his word. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And John 15 and 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. It shall be done unto you. But when you don't ask because your heart is not right or because you're harboring stuff, then, you know, God is bound by his word as well. There's nothing he can do if we don't abide by the words of God. If you don't abide by what God says in his word, he has to abide by his word. So regardless of what we do, he's still going to abide by his word. So we, we say worship. The word of God tell us that everything, if we're going to worship God, we're going to worship him in spirit and in truth because God is a spirit. And that's John 4 and 24. So you got to make sure that you use the weapons of your warfare. The whole purpose God wouldn't call them weapons if they weren't weapons. <laughs> weapons to put the enemy to flight. Weapons to make sure you win in every situation. So it don't matter what has happened. It don't matter what the what you think the enemy has done. The enemy has no power. He really has no power. And in the end, we're going to see everything that God has said about his word that is going to come to pass. So use your weapons in your warfare so you can win in every situation so when you talk about fellowship we're talking about um a friendly association 
These are things that, um, that means if it's friendly association, then they have to be uh, close in proximity, close in um, defining how it's actually going to be done. So Hebrews 10 and 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the man of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more as ye see the day approaching. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. So again, the weapons of our warfare, praise, prayer, worship, fellowship, because when you do that, the enemy doesn't want to even be in that spot because he already know it reminds him when we do what we're supposed to do, it reminds the enemy that he's already lost the battle. It all, he already know that in the end he's going to hell. So what he's trying to do is make sure some of us go as well. And how does he do that? Because he bring those things in front of us. And now it seems like we cannot, um, God has to really get into our heart or we have to allow Christ into our heart so he can do what he need to do so we can get the issues of our heart out, out of our heart. Because without him getting them out of your heart, it's going to change everything. And you don't want to die and go to hell and living in this world. He said the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is the power that we have. All of us have this power. But when we look at, we are spiritual creatures living in this earthly realm. But you have to make sure you allow the word of God and the Holy Spirit to guide you to all truth. Because if you don't allow the Holy Spirit, and God said that he left the Holy Spirit in the earth to guide us to all truth. But what happens when we don't allow the Holy Spirit to guide us? Then the enemy going to keep winning. And you're going to keep letting him win because you won't do what you need to do in order for the Holy Spirit to bring it to our remembrance. And we got to make sure we offer praise continually. Continually. Hebrews 13 and 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a praise, a sacrifice of praise, the fruits of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifice, God is well pleased. It's just so many things in our life we have to make sure we're looking at looking at it through the right lens. God said that you should have what he said you should have, but be patient in the process. The the word says be anxious for nothing, but I know between what God said and the manifestation of what God said in the middle is called a process. And none of us like the process because it's a waiting. God is perfecting what's in us, but we don't like the process. It's not cool. <laughs> we will prefer it not to be what it is. The prayer of faith. I mean, there's so many different ways we can do this. In James 5 and 5 and 15, um, you got to make sure that you are in agreement with what the Word of God says, because regardless of what you say, the Word of God is going to come to pass. And there's nothing you can do about that. So when we talk about the prayer of faith, you should live on earth 
in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent who was not opposing you. So he talks about this thing. You cannot. You got to be ready to pray the prayer of faith. And you got to be in agreement with what God has said. It don't matter. I'm telling you in the end, you might as well make a decision to trust him and to follow him. Because in the end, he's already won. <laughs> he's already won. He's already won. You, you got to make your request be known to God. And the word of God tell us not to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So ask God to settle your spirit. Settle my spirit, God. So as we receive what God tells us we can have, we can have it. Why? Because we're standing in agreement. And even that process, just ask the Lord to come in and have his way in the process. Because it changes everything. It really does change everything. And you're going to get what God said, regardless of what, if you use it now or later. So don't be one of those people that go to your grave and everything God has given you, you buried it instead of used it for the kingdom purpose. I'm telling you, because in the end, um, we're going to have to give an account, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of request, a prayer of worship. All these things are weapons of our warfare. So we can make sure if you do all these things, consecration, interceding, if you do all these things, then it will put the enemy to flight. And you have to consistently do it. You can't think that we can only do it one time. And that's all it is because that's so far from the truth. You are God's children. We are God's children. And we have to know that when we are not obedient to what God said, you're not going to win. So yes, you can have the weapons and you can know the weapons of your warfare, but if you're not going to be obedient to God, how are you to win? You're not going to win. Understand that. If you do not trust in what God said, if you do not do what he said, then you're not going to have what he said you can have. Some things are conditional. Remember, we talked about um, the promises of God, are yea and amen. The spiritual promises is by spiritual conditioning. But the universal promises is by universal conditioning. So whichever one you do is going to be the one that you receive. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That when we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, we know that our petitions are granted. Real talk, Dr. Hancock, we need you to like, comment, subscribe, and share.